Evan. You've got some demons, dog. Sure do. But you know who does not have any demons? Us and you're, the listeners. You're right. This podcast. This podcast. Batch, please. Welcome. I'm Allison Gunnell. I'm Evan Delaney. And uh, full transparency, we have kind of an Ed Chris Harrison vibe right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had a couple wines tonight. We actually watched the episode together, which we, we rarely did. do. We very rarely do. Um, but we actually had a special interview earlier. So this is going to be a little we bit did? of it. We sure did. Tell me remember. about it. So this is going to be a little different than a regular episode. You're still going to get our great recap of everything that happened tonight. But before that, we are actually going to talk to someone who is a Bachelor Nation vet. He's been on a few different seasons and shows. None other than Blake Horseman. So we are talking with Blake today. Super excited. We've actually been um, DMing with him since, I think, February about trying to get him on the podcast. And he wanted to wait till his contract was up. And then quarantine hit, and there wasn't any new Bachelor stuff to talk about. So we finally got on the books, and we talked with Blake, and we had an amazing time talking with him. We had an awesome conversation. Um, we talked for like an hour or so. We did. We talked way longer than we were supposed to. He is awesome. He's such a great guy, and he is very much living proof that you cannot believe all of the editing that you see on some of these shows. So he dives into a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes stuff, how the show actually works, kind of the stuff that we don't get to know from just viewers. So I feel like we have a little bit of a wider view now at how this all goes down. Yeah, I would say whatever perceptions you had of Blake going into, I guess, today when you woke up this morning mm-hmm. should change after this. I, 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 He gave us a lot of information a lot of, and a lot of soap spilling, I guess. Yeah, That's he was great. really honest, um, pretty vulnerable interview, and he was just great, really nice guy. And we cracked some jokes, had, had a good time. We had a so. great time. We're all great friends now. So without further ado, you don't have to listen to Evan and I by ourselves anymore. Here is our interview with Blake. How, how have you been holding up so far during COVID and everything? Uh, it's been good. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, 2020 was going to be a big year for me. I was all excited, you know, <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be huge. Um, you know, I started, um, DJing, um, right at the end of kind of 2019 and in 2020 had some huge gigs. I had a res- residency in Atlantic city, one in Vegas, and I was going to go on tour and do some with some country music artists. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that fell through. That uh, didn't happen obviously because of COVID. So yeah, I mean, I've been, I'll be honest, I started a podcast. So that's, that's kept me nice and busy. I started a podcast behind the rows. Um, so that's been great because it's been something we've wanted to do for a while, but this kind of gave us the actual time to like sit down and do it, you know, and figure it out. So that's been good. Um, but I guess the thing that I, I, you know, blessing in disguise for me in 2020 and COVID and everything is I've been able to get healthy again. Um, you know, I think coming off the show paradise, I was in a bad spot and I wasn't eating right. I wasn't working out. And then it just kind of led into like, DJing where you're kind of drinking a lot and you're out traveling, you're out on the road, you're eating like crap. So my health was really bad. And 2020 has allowed me to kind of just like conquer down, eat healthy, like get back in shape. So that's been a blessing in disguise for me in 2020. Got my Peloton. I ride that all the time. As you see right here. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing in, in I quarantine. Think, I think people are on two spectrums of that. Like there's the route that you're taking, which like, oh, we're healthier. And then there's a the route that most normal most people are taking where it's like, I'm going to eat a little bit more because why the hell not? Yeah. And I'm gonna drink a little bit more because why the hell not? It's like the <laughs> freshman 15 is now like the COVID 50. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <So> <laughs> because what are we supposed to do except for eat snacks and watch yeah. Netflix? I was pretty Netflix. good throughout the summer, but now that it's getting colder you here, you it's good. it's gonna I'm gonna let loose. I was actually yeah, now like, that it's cold. <laughs> put on that winter weight. Yeah, yeah. Remember? 
Yeah, because you never go to the gym. No, I hate going to the gym, but I was like actually working out a lot for me at COVID. And I was like, okay, like this is my time. And, you know, I mean, it yeah. lasted for a little bit. So I was <laughs> lasted for a month <laughs> or two. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about the Behind the Rose podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for asking. Yeah. So basically, there's a, there's a honk, you know, me and country music. Uh, love country music. I love music, all kinds of music, but country music especially. Um, there's a honky tonk here in Colorado, here in Denver. And it's like world famous. You know, it's been open 40 years. It's like one of the last real. There's a few real honky tonks left, some in Texas and everything. It's called the Grizzly Rose. And there was a podcast like three or four years ago called Behind the Rose. Um, and they did it for about two years and it was decently successful, but they kind of let it go by the wayside and didn't really put too much effort into it. So me and my buddy, Eric Bradley, we went to them and they, we like, let's revamp this. Let's do Behind the Rose where we interview country music artists and we do the Bachelor thing, you know, because of the Rose. So we were like, let's do a little play on word, you know. So um, it's been fantastic. I, I've been able to, I've made a lot. You know, everybody always makes the stagecoach jokes, but I actually made an incredible amount of relationships at stagecoach because I was hanging out like backstage and like I had an artist pass. I was sitting on Jason Aldean's bus. Me and Sam Hunt hung out for hours just talking. So like I built a lot of relationships with these musicians and my buddy Eric has always had relationships. So it's just kind of bled into my podcast now. And we just have these awesome, you know, world-class musicians yeah. on this podcast to just talk shop and just talk about mental health and what it's like living on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the pressures and stress that come with that, how they got started in the industry, blah, blah, blah. And then also bachelor people on, and we also talk about a lot of mental health, their experience on the show, how they've, you know, their life's changed and what they've done for the, the trolls and the haters and the stress and the pressures that come with that. So um, it's really, it's been fantastic. I've had a great time. I love learning. I feel like every time I do one of those podcasts I learned something like I walk away like oh my god like I'm gonna try that in my you know daily life so it's been great um and yeah we're just getting started we're about six weeks in so we're just getting started so far that you that you talked to that is such a good question um you know actually Sharna Sharna from Dancing with the Stars really oh yes Yes. so I had her on um and I asked you know I kind of asked everybody about you know mental she's obviously in the reality television world too and she's seen like those Dancing with Stars fans can be pretty brutal too. And so she's seen oh, some yeah. bad things. Yeah, so she's seen some of the hate. So I kind of just, you know, simply asked her like, like, you know, how do you deal with the haters and how do you, you know, get through anxiety and stress and how do you deal with it? And she went on like a 15 minute tangent where it was like mind blowing to me. Like some of the things she was saying, like it was like almost having like epiphanies, like as she was saying it. So that has probably been my coolest part. And I really recommend going listen to like 15 minutes of it because she says some incredible stuff. Um, so that's stuck with me a lot, that, that podcast, that episode. That's cool. I actually follow Sharna on social media. And so I've seen some of her posts and I've seen some of her kind of ways of how she's handled mm-hmm. fans that haven't been super. Yeah. Nice. She's her, super passionate yeah. about mental health and everything. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. I think that's something that's coming more and so to the forefront with just reality television in general. And honestly, I think like your, your story is a big part of that. I mean, would you agree? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I actually, I had, um, I was just texting a friend, longtime friend. Um, she reached out to me randomly to see how I was doing, you know, Um, and she's like, I just want you to know, like, I've heard, you know, since you've kind of opened up about your mental health and kind of what the show can do and like what it's like after she's like, I feel like everybody's slowly kind of opened up to that. And they've been able to talk about their mental health and their anxiety without any stigma. And she's like, I want to thank you for that. And I was like, that meant a lot to me because like, I, I like to think, you know, there were people who got, you know, bad edits and through, went through hell before me and there will be after me. But I like to think that maybe I have, if I gave even one person, you know, the courage to talk about their stress, their anxiety, their depression. I mean, that's, it's worth it for me. So. Well, and it's still, for some reason, even in 2020, like it, mental health is still such a taboo thing and talking openly about anxiety and depression and mm-hmm. things like that are still, people still view as like such a taboo thing which is crazy so i think it's really important when people 
that have the platform that you have are, are really open about those experiences. And like you said, can kind of influence how other people handle them for sure. Yeah, I would say I, um, especially with men's, you know, there's a huge stigma with men and feelings and therapy and all that. Um, but it's, you're right, it's still taboo, but we're slowly making our way because I remember, I know um, Kevin Love, yeah. the NBA. Yeah. yeah, he's like really open about it. And he won, I can't think of the award right now, but he won some big award, humanitarian award, some kind of humanitarian award for it. Yeah. Um, and that was awesome to see. I was like, yes, finally, like they're embracing it, you know? So that's pretty cool. Yeah, him and, him and DeMar DeRozan are kind of leading the charge on that one in the NBA, which is like, it's, I think that's going to, get leaps forward. I think we, you know, what we talked about with you getting that leap forward. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think what's happening now in like the, the bachelor universe is that they're taking steps towards diversity a little bit more. I think that next step is going to be advancing mental health conversations a little more because you, you really yeah. don't get that on air. No, I, I completely agree. I think, I, I mean, I do think that I, with the, the, how bad I was in the position I was, I, the show did help me. Like they reached out and they were like, rut row like, you know we, we went a little too far um and they did reach out and they've and i they've taken they have and i you know i it's a love-hate relationship with the show but they have taken great steps towards mental health and kind of dealing with because i think in the past they've really it's just been like sink or swim like you get off the show and it's just like figure it out you know and we are lost like i've already had multiple like a lot of guys reach out to me um from claire i get clarentatious season um and i've already had a couple girls reach out to me from that season just being like what do i do like i am lost i don't know what to do my dms are crazy with like agents and brands like what do i do you know so it's cool that i've been able to like embrace i guess that like wise old man you know because i've seen the top yeah i've seen the top of the mountain and i've seen the bottom of the mountain so like i've seen kind of everything in between so i think in that sense it's been pretty cool to be able to help other people um but the show is very you know they're still behind but they're they're slowly um you know kind of embracing the mental health and helping a lot of uh, a lot of especially the more popular who get the hate and the trolls and all yeah. that so. When you're actually there, like on set filming, is there any sort of mental health resources there, or is it you just kind of your producers, your therapist in a way? Uh, well, yes, a producer <laughs> in a way because they also manipulate things a little. Bit <laughs> exactly, there. like you think the producer's a therapist, and then, and then you watch the show back, and you're like, oh shit, no. Um, <laughs> Yes, there is um, a therapist on um, call, I guess, if you were like on staff, like down there in paradise, even she would travel with us for Bachelor and Bachelorette too. Um, the Bachelorette, I didn't really have to talk. She came in and talked to me after I got dumped because I was you know, <laughs> struggling um, for the Bachelorette. Um, but then, but paradise, I'll never forget like third day. I walked up to producers and I, cause it's all, obviously you talk therapists, it's all off camera, off mic. Like it's all yeah. very private, you right. know? Yeah. So I was like, I need to talk. Like it was the third day in and I was like, I get the therapist down here now. Like I need to talk, like I'm having a breakdown. Um, and they did, you know, it took two hours cause the, they, it was like 9am and they were like, therapist is still like at the hotel, you know? But she drove down and I sat with her for a few hours. Um, and we talked a lot, like every day she'd sit down with me in like a private room and everything. So yes, they do have that. It's more of the, once you're off the show, like, sink or swim that's where it gets rough while you're on the show there is help but after the show um yeah that's where kind of people run into trouble yeah i think this year in particular the, the way the season's set up is that you know they they're isolated they've quarantined i think it's needed now more than ever in that situation would you agree yeah a thousand percent i this is such a weird season um both of i think matt's season also is going to be i mean hopefully you know we'll open up a little bit more january February, march but yeah these guys not only during the filming i just thought it, so when you're on the show the only time you really get off camera time and like less 
pressure stress time is when you're traveling. Mm -hmm. Like those are some of my favorite memories, you know, and those guys didn't get that this year. They're basically locked in, you know, the La Quinta. Um, So I can't (laughs) imagine like how much they were losing their minds. Um, But then, yeah, you're right. They come home and they're stuck back, you know, at their house, you know? So I can't imagine, hopefully, maybe that's why a few of them have reached out. Um, But hopefully those guys are kind of seeking out. The first thing I say when somebody's like, you know, should I go on the show or what's the first thing I should do? And I'm like, get a therapist. Like if you're going to go on the show, get a therapist. I think that should just, I think everyone should, everyone go, to should go to therapy. I mean, obviously yes. access, access is a little bit difficult with that, but I think yeah. that's as a society, like that's why I would love to see us advance to is mm-hmm. everyone gets, gets therapy. And I, I wonder how that would like change the show. If everyone had a therapist yeah. on the show and you had to talk to them every single day for at least like, I want to say half an hour session or so. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, wonder- that'd be great. But the great. show, yeah. And, and then they get all the juicy stuff. Yeah, the therapist yeah. will get all the juicy stuff. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. definitely wouldn't be filming that. That would be No, no. Mm-hmm. That'd be HIPAA, HIPAA violations out the wazoo. Yeah. Um, so, so we've kind of transitioned to talking about the season. So you actually know Tasha. You guys were in Paradise, were in Paradise together, together, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, uh-huh. we went on a date in Paradise, yeah. So what, what's, your, what's your reaction to, I guess, her stepping into this season um, you know, how do you think she's doing as the lead? Yeah. So obviously very, um, different season. Um, sorry, I got a call. Um, very different season. So a lot of people, I, I agree to a point. I wish Tasha could have got a full season. Like I think she would have been a great bachelor. got a full season, but, um, I also think she's, she's stepping into a great opportunity because, um, the guys kind of are, Got it. You know what? No, I wish she would have got a full season. Like I'm like talking it through in my head right now. No, I wish she would have got a full season because some of these guys did have feelings for Claire and it's, it's gotta be super hard. She's doing a fantastic job, but it's gotta be super hard to step into those shoes knowing that some of these guys probably had some feelings for Claire, you know, that's gotta be hard for her. Um, but she's doing a great job. I mean, yeah, I've known Tasha for a while and she's great. I mean, if the one, if I had to pick one person, you know, in Bachelor Nation who I was like, she'd be like, a perfect bachelorette her personality she's a strong woman you know she's gorgeous um she's she's easy so easy to talk to very easy to talk to intelligent you know um it'd it'd be Tasha. so i'm I'm happy she got the opportunity and so far i think she's doing great so how would you have felt when you were on the bachelorette if something like this had happened and they had brought in a new bachelorette partway through like how do you think you would have felt about that yeah, so let's just say like week, yeah, whatever. I don't know. It was like literally week two. It was like, like week one. Week <laughs> one in real time. Right. Yeah, I, I heard it was like 10 <laughs> days. It's hard to know how. I think it was 12 days, right? I think 12 days, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if 12 days in, Becca would have left with Garrett, I would have been, it would have been horrible for me. I would have gone home like Jason kind of did. Um, I was already had major feels for, for Becca at that point. But, you know, like, let's say I didn't have feels for Becca, you know, or we had barely really had much time. I mean, it'd be the greatest gift ever, you know? It's just like a clean slate and I can start over like, I think some of those guys didn't get a lot of time with Claire, you know, from the looks of it. So yes. I'm sure most of them were like, yes, like, you know, I, we had zero chemistry, but yet you still get this like second chance. Like it's gotta be feel pretty cool for some of those guys. And I'm sure most of them didn't even know if they had chemistry because they maybe talked to her for like three minutes of their 12 days of yeah. filming. Yeah. So what were your thoughts about, you know, the whole Claire and Dale situation, leaving the whole, you know, getting engaged I mean, I know the whole thing's quick anyway, but obviously this is a more advanced pace than usual. So what did you think when you were kind of like watching all this and hearing about it? Yeah, it's such a fast pace, like pretty crazy to think that was faster than because paradise is roughly like 27, 28 days. And then this was, yeah, 12, you know, 12, 13 days. So pretty crazy. Um, You know, at first I was kind of like Claire, give these guys, you know, 
more or less respect them to a degree. I mean, I realize like it's a great opportunity for the guys too. And like, nobody owes these guys anything, but it was just like, maybe it's just because I, I I'm like, tr- like the show, like traditionally. And I was like, you know, give the other guys a chance. Like what if you, cause I mean, I'll say on my season, I think me and Becca had the strongest connection early and then she more or less fell in love with Garrett, you know, as we went along. So I was like, what if you're making that mistake, Claire, you know, I kept saying that, like, what if you're making that mistake? But you know, at the end of the day, she did with the show. I mean, the point of the show is to find somebody. And the fact that she knew right away, it's, it's crazy to a lot of people, but also like she didn't lead anybody else on. Like she's, this, you know, a lot of people were like trying to make her this villain for, you know, knowing what she wants and going after it and then not leading other guys on and not saying I'm falling in love with multiple people and not having somebody propose or somebody else propose her and her say no. So she really didn't do anything wrong. Um, and her and Dale seemed incredibly happy together. So um, I'm excited for her. I mean, that's been kind of our take, I would say, too. And obviously, having, you know, not been on the show before, Evan, someday, he's going to, one day, there you we'll, go. We'll, <laughs> he's going to be on. But neither of us having ever been on the show, obviously, it seems so quick, you know, when you're not used to it. But I also, we also both felt like, you know what, that is the point of the show. And if she knows, if, you know, when you know, you know. And if she knows, why bother leading the other guys on if that's, if she already knew that's what she wanted, then and, and he wanted the same thing, then it's kind of like, you know, I mean, yeah. life's short, you know, do what you, do what you got to do and yeah. follow your heart. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem with, with the timing of it all because like Allison was saying, like she, she found what she wanted. She had her eyes on the prize and really she wasn't there to waste her time either. Like mm-hmm. she, she made the statement, you know, she's 39. She's, she knows exactly what she wants and she found it. So I don't, I don't think anything was wrong with it. I just think the television wasn't interesting. Like, yeah. it, and, and part of that I think is because, we were so privy to all the spoilers. They were hyping mm-hmm. this up. Like we all knew what was going to happen. And so it made it kind of boring in a way. Mm-hmm. So true. And the edit didn't do Clarendale any favors. And, but they also, you know, I was talking about this with a friend. I was like, they had to do that because had they showed the show normally and her talking with other guys and even making connection, maybe she did, you know, mm-hmm. make connection with other guys. And then all of a sudden she runs off with Dale. We'd be like, what the hell just happened? You know, they had to show a lot of Claire and Dale to show, their chemistry and just how into each other they are Mm -hmm. so to a degree like the edit did them dirty uh but also like us as viewers would have been completely confused if they not edited the show that way yeah yeah i think the edit doing them dirty is sort of the necessary evil Mm -hmm. i guess i for for someone in your shoes who's been on the show it really sucks but for the millions of people watching we're like oh this is the juicy stuff we like so oh totally i find myself like confused sometimes because i like like the drama but then i'm also like these poor human beings you know like they have to like i I always try and dm the villain or talk to the villain because i'm like i know it sucks right now but like it'll slowly get better don't worry yeah well i think it's interesting like what you're saying about that i feel like now that we've you know talked to some people in bachelor nation and like we've watched so much of it it's kind of like whenever there is a you know quote-unquote villain it's like you almost you have to kind of watch it and think of it with a grain of salt of like yeah they're the villain but how much of this is editing how much this is getting taken out of context and all of the great things they're saying and doing are getting specifically edited out so then they're being painted as this person that's now going to get attacked on social media for being the you know villain so it's like you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt i feel like when everyone's watching and quick to judge yeah and i'm glad you watched that way unfortunately i wish more people watched it that way because and i think that's why i'll I'll, I'll, talk still you know here and there when i'm 
you know, when I'm able to talk on the, kind of the editing, because I always say like, what you're watching, like us crying, us, you know, laughing, whatever, like that's real. We're not actors, but we just might not be laughing at what you think we're laughing at. We might not be crying at what you think we're crying at, you know? So I hope more and more people as they watch, especially when it comes to villains, um, they're able to kind of, yeah, watch it through a different lens. And they're like, okay, like let's give, we're not going to, you know, send this kid death threats because, you know, he said something wrong on the show. So hopefully people are starting to watch it like that. Like it is a reality television show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. What, what percentage of the editing do you think is like, you actually, you know, had these experiences, how much percentage do they show on TV? Is it like 10% or something? Ooh, yeah. Um, Maybe a lot. Gosh. Um, you mean as far as like just the, what actually happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe 10%, um, especially Paradise. Paradise, they, have, they film so much. They, they do things out of order. They, you know, you, if you notice like clothing changes and things mm -hmm. like that, like they'll do things out yeah. of order to make narratives work. Um, so Paradise is really, really edited and really produced. Bachelorette, n honestly, not as much um, just because... I mean, I just don't, there's only one couple, like, you know, when you're out with, you know, I was out with Becca, they'd have the cameras on Becca and me, you know, it's not like there's five different relationships happening all around me. So, um, yeah, when I got to paradise, I was shocked by the, the produ actual production and the editing of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back to this season, how would you rate the, mm. the dates so far? Because we, we, have haven't, we haven't enjoyed them, <laughs> but also we're trying to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're doing what they can. Yeah, and I, I was wondering this going into the season what it was going to look like the dates because, yeah, they can't leave this resort, you know? Like the horse date cracked me up where they just oh rode the horses God. around the resort. <laughs> Chris Harrison doing his little bit is where I was texting. I was like, dude, that was hilarious, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, so I don't know. I uh, Yeah, so far, I mean, this last episode, I – I was actually talking with um, Taylor Nolan and we were like the amount of like toxic masculinity on that whole episode that was just like, I'm going to fight for the girl, you know? And like, yeah. it was the show in general is kind of toxic masculinity, but that episode specifically, I was like, Oh my God, even I was like uncomfortable about it. You know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've been very vocal on, <laughs> she hates the superficial dates. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I get really upset by the dates that are like, strip down and we're gonna slather you in oil or you're gonna prance around in this like super revealing thing because I, I, I just don't feel like that furthers anything and I feel like it just makes everyone really uncomfortable and then feel weird and put them in weird positions I feel like those don't help you figure out if you want these people to be your future husband or wife and I feel like it's just kind of putting everyone a little bit of a degrading situation. I don't, what do you think about That's that? That's a good word for it, actually. I think it has been a little degrading. But I also think the reason we think that right now is because basically we've had two seasons, you know, because like the beginning of the season, usually like first three episodes, they are like this when it comes to like dates and stuff. And then you kind of get a little bit more serious as you go. But I think because of the fact that we had these dates already with Claire and then they have them again with Tasha, this season just seems it's like, I feel like I don't know any of these guys. And it, and to be honest, not that I, I mean, I do look, but <laughs> I feel like we don't know these guys. Like they're following and it, it shows in the Instagram. Like they have zero, like they have zero following on Instagram. And, and I'm not saying you're not superficially, but like when mm -hmm. a person really impacts and, and connects with the viewer, they'll usually go follow them on Instagram or social media. And I, it just hasn't happened this season. I think it's because we haven't had those conversations where you get to know these guys. So it's yeah. kind of disappointing. I, I tend to wait until after the season to follow them just so I don't get any like spoilers or anything. But I, I, I broke that. that rule one time for Bennett this year. I yeah, did you? love <laughs> He Bennett. is just yeah. so interesting as a person. Yeah. He's he, very yeah, interesting. 
he chatted honestly, with him a little bit. He seems really cool. He seems like he a reminds guy. me a little bit of a more sophisticated and more grown up JPJ. Okay, That's the vibe <laughs> I get from him. And I always say he's like the more sophisticated Jordan Kimball. It was like Jordan okay. Kimball, then JPJ, then Bennett, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm really That's interested totally. to see like what the dates are going to be like as it does get down to less and less people. Because like you said, I feel like they tend to get a little more serious. Honestly, one of my favorite dates of all time was the smashing everything date that you went on. Oh, that was one of my favorite one-on-one dates I've ever watched on any season. They went to a smashing room. And got to wear this equipment, just like smash everything. It's a break stuff. Oh, that sounds awesome. That was, it was all of her. Ever was watching. I was like, I want yeah. to go to one of these places. It was actually all of Ari's like stuff. Like, it was like <laughs> right. his race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like his race car, and like there was like they were replaying her the proposal on the TV. Oh, and on the like, TV. The TV. Yeah. So um, that was a fun date, but I think also one-on-ones are a little different, I guess, but in between, so they would move, you know, we'd break whatever champagne and then they move and it take like 20 minutes to move the production to the other side. Mm-hmm. Me and Becca would hang out. So like we got time, you know, without, and in these group dates right now, I feel like there hasn't been some of that. Like, I feel like some of these guys haven't even obviously the like little one-on-one time at the end of the, the, the like cocktail hour, but during the day, usually you get some time too. And that, I feel like the guys haven't had that chance this year. Yeah. And there's been a lot of, I don't know, I, this happens every year, but the stealing etiquette, that goes on. What's the best way to like steal time for someone? Oh gosh, this this is something that I feel like the viewers do don't really know a lot about. But to be completely honest, you have zero control over when you're going to see the lead. Like you okay. really don't. Like to a degree. I mean, obviously, like if you got something super cute planned or like got something cute to give her, you're going to get the time. So you kind of proactively like try to think of something, you know? Um, but for the most part, if you went up to the producer was like, I need to talk to Tasha," And they were like, no, it's not like you could be like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to go find her. Like, no, like you're going to go sit back down, you know, and drink your wine. So the guys really don't have a ton of like power over when they see the lead or even like how long the, the lead has that power. Like how long, like if she's like, I remember if the lead is having like a bad day, like I remember there was a time when Becca was having a bad day and the producers were like, Hey, Becca wants to see you. And we went and hung out for like 30 minutes because she was just like in a bad spot. So she wanted somebody who she liked to kind of like, you know, settle her down and calm her down. So the lead has a lot to do with like the amount of time. Okay. Hmm. That's good to know. I didn't, I don't feel like that's something that anyone's shared. With yeah. So talking about the guys we mentioned Bennett before what do you think of the guys that are left right now who do you feel like you're enjoying watching and who do you feel like you think makes a good connection with Tasha? I know it's a little early but yeah literally but I definitely I'll start with the connections because I definitely think Tasha's actually made a lot quite a few little connections so far like quickly Mm -hmm. and this doesn't surprise me because I think well, obviously, it's easy to fall in love with Tasha. Like, I think a lot of these guys are going to catch feels pretty quick. But also, Tasha's very open to, like, you know, to different relationships. And I think she can, can kind of compartmentalize that, um, which is why I think she was going to, you know, I knew she'd make a great bachelorette. So I think she's going to fall for multiple people. And I think, obviously, a lot of guys are going to fall for her. But right now, I think she's got a fantastic connection with um, Brendan. Is it Brendan or Brandon? Is it Brendan? Brendan. I think it's Brendan. Brendan yeah. Okay, yeah. I like Brendan. Um, yeah, just the way, like, she seems giddy around him, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's that's really cool to see. Um, like, it actually excites, like, I, it's funny because I think I watched the show for drama, but then there's, like, a real connection <laughs> happening on screen. I'm like, oh, my God, that was so great, you know? So, like, I watch it for both, you know? 
Well, Brendan was the uh, one that Brendan for sure. said, like, oh, I could just see myself ending up with him and leaving yeah. and getting married and all stuff. It's like you could feel Chris Harrison panicking. Like, are we going to have two bachelorettes leave with somebody in the same season? <laughs> like, don't you dare. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool to see. And then um, I think she's got a connection with Ben to, to a degree because she actually was like, she said the last episode, she was like, I wish you would have came and got me and we had more time, which is a huge thing to say, especially in front of the other guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was big. Um, and then who's the other guy? Um, Ivan or oh, Zach? Zach. Oh, yeah. Ivan and Zach. Zach had, they had a cool moment last episode, too, where I was like, ooh, there's something there, too. So, um, yeah, I think Tasha's got a good picker. Like, I think she's picking the real guys, like, of some of the, like, you know, the guys who maybe just have there to have fun or, um, you know, there to wrestle each other instead of actually look for love. Like, I think she's picking some of the guys who it seems like are very genuine and happy to be there and to see her and everything. Yeah, so you're obviously a little closer to all of these people in this universe than we are. Do you actually know, and don't tell us if you do know, but do you know like how the season ends up with Tasha? Yes, to a degree I do, but um, I think it's going to change. Like I, th- okay. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. But yeah, I think, but- <laughs> I know, but I think like <laughs> they have, time. yeah, I have a general idea of what's going to happen, but I don't think that's how it's actually going to end. So we'll see. Okay, because I wanted to ask, like, who do you think is going to quote unquote win the, the season, but it sounds like you yeah, but not answer that. So. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll throw that one away. But you know what's yeah. weird is I feel like it's been a while since there was a season that ended in the quote-unquote normal way. Because if you look at Peter's season, okay, none of that ended normally at all. And then you look at Hannah's season, and that didn't end mm-hmm. normal. Colton's season, that didn't end normal. I feel like it's been a while since we had a quote-unquote like normal ending. I know, really. I mean, honestly, my season might be the last one that I was just going to say, normal, I feel, yeah. yeah, I feel like for the last one, that's like they ended with someone, they stayed with the person they picked. Mm-hmm. And it's when I started watching. I ever since I started watching yeah. Chaos. Oh, wow. Life. That's true. Yeah, that's so I, true. I, so, this might be your fault. <laughs> I mean, this might be your fault. And I, you know, I, I, Tasha is, well, obviously stunning. And she's, I really like, I've said this last time, I think she's really well spoken. And I feel like I didn't get to hear as much from her on like Colton season, even on Paradises. I would have liked, because I feel like just the way she speaks is so mature. And I know she's, yeah. oh, she's 29, right? 29? 30, I don't know. It's all the same. Yeah, I think 29. I think, and, I think that's and nothing, right. and not, nothing against Claire, but I feel like I just, there's so much maturity from Tasha, and she's been through a lot at 29 already where I feel like she knows she knows herself which I think is is nice to see because I feel like there's yeah. a lot of times when people don't actually yeah 100% and I think the the saying I always said the one thing the bachelorette or bachelor to be honest the lead itself is the spotlight can't be too big like you can't be nervous like super super nervous walking into a room of you know people you're dating um and you can't be like freeze up you can't freeze you can't be you know so and I think she's done a fantastic job of like it seems like she's genuinely listening to each guy when she walks into the room like she owns the room so I think she's done a great job so far yeah yeah um as far as the guys go who do you think would be the best hang Ooh. Or maybe, uh, or, maybe, or maybe, yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've talked to a few of them, but I think probably just from their, let's just say, you know, their edit, like obviously I don't know a ton of them like really well, but just their edit alone. I mean, I would have to say Bennett. He seems like just a chill yeah. guy that like you can like throw some beers back with and he would like, I feel like people watching would be super fun with him. Like I think he'd have some witty things to say, you know? So I think, I, like, I think right now, Bennett, yeah. I think he would pick up the bill every time too. Like, <laughs> yeah. not, not that I'm a cheapo, <laughs> but like he's going to buy the, the wine. He's I feel like he the- would make a production out of it though. Oh, it would be great. That'd be great. I feel yeah, like mine, yeah. <laughs> I got it. It's on me. Everyone. Like, it's fine. Um, so obviously 
these bachelor and bachelorette seasons are feeders for paradise. Who do you see having paradise potential from this group of guys? Gosh, that's a guy. I haven't really thought about that. That's a good question. Um, Bennett, definitely. Um, I think, yeah. Um, I think Chasen, I think will be down there. Um, now you guys know she doesn't pick Chasen. See, if I answer this too much, you guys are going to know. I figured she wouldn't pick Chasen. I'd be willing to bet a lot that she's not going to pick Chasen. Well, and then, you know, there obviously got to be like a villain. So there's going to be like Ed, maybe, or it was a Noah. Um, so yeah, you got to yeah, pick yeah. one of those. And then what's even wilder this year, Paradise, is there's two seasons to pick from, you know? Yeah, so there's that's so much crazy. of a bigger pool. I was literally just thinking and, about that. And yeah. honestly, they could pull from Listen to Your Heart, too. I forgot that's about so, Listen to And they will. They will, yeah. too. They definitely will. they had some characters on that. I forget. Gosh, I forgot. About that. I forgot that show even happened. This year has been so long. Can you believe so that confused. that was only seven months ago? Can that you believe Peter's season was this year? The year we're in right now? I feel like that happened so long I know it's gonna yeah it's it's wild thing and and yeah paradise is gonna be full of all stars you know full of there's not gonna be much uh yeah everybody's gonna be a fan fave because there's so many people because then they're gonna have a bat season too and then paradise you know so more girls too it's it's crazy it's gonna be crazy it's interesting too like we've talked about the mat season coming up obviously matt um some of us that are on tiktok a lot uh myself uh <laughs> i don't post anything but i spend so much time on tiktok so the whole quarantine crew thing with mm. Tyler and Hannah and Matt and all this. And it's going to be really interesting having a lead that's actually never been on a season yet since he was supposed to be yes. on Claire's season and that didn't happen. I'm really interested on how, how that'll make things different because I feel like, like what I was saying to Evan last week is I feel like you get a little taste for like how to act in front of the camera and how to do these things when you're on another season. So I'm interested how it's going to be for yeah. him. I'm a little worried to be completely honest because you kind of go in not knowing producers, you know, their tricks, you know? Um, so I was, I'm worried for him. I like, I hope he comes out of it, you know? All right. Um, but I, so I, I used to think that, so the process itself, the first all the way right up until hometowns takes about, you know, roughly four weeks and then hometowns alone takes four to five weeks. So most, yeah. So most of the process is at hometowns. So, I always thought you and the and the process changes dramatically, you know, completely. Like you don't see any guys anymore. You're with one producer. You're traveling a ton. So you don't really get to hang out to the guys. You're just with your producer. So I just always thought I was like, no way they could pick anybody outside of the top four because they just won't understand the process. Like they just won't get it and it'll be way too hard. They won't have the same like empathy for the people going through what they're going through because they haven't gone through it, you know? Uh, but then they picked Hannah B and she wasn't final four and she did a great job and her season was incredibly successful. And now they pick Matt. So we'll see how, you know, it works out for Matt. But I personally think it's crazy. Like just getting literally thrown to the sharks without any kind of prep. Um, so we'll see. I, I hope the guy's okay. Yeah. I didn't even think about hometowns for this year. Like oh, my, yeah, they're going to do, like, Zoom dates for Tasha's hometown. We'll get a bunch of laptops and bring the family in. I think the family actually comes in. I think. Oh, so they might, like, have I think, yeah. or something, and then they'll, oh. Yeah. yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty so sure that's the thing. Weird. Everything's so weird Never. that it's so – I'm really – I mean, obviously, you know, you can't get your trouble. I'm so interested to see, like I said, how Tasha, like, what the rest of this is going to look like because I feel like with – with what was going to happen with Claire and Dale, there was so much out there, spoiler-wise, and just that had already reached, you know, the news outlets so that we all kind of knew what was going to happen. It mm-hmm. wasn't really a surprise. And I feel like we actually don't know what happens with Tasha mm-hmm. Seaton. So yeah. we're avoiding all spoilers yeah. at this and, point. And personally, <laughs> it's hard to do. 
it's so I, hard to do. I think the way that the show previews itself too often is maybe its biggest hindrance. It what? Where do you think the show can improve the most? Ooh, um, you know, just like in a like we're going real broad here, like in a general sense. However you want to fix it. Yeah, <laughs> so much. No, um, you know, I think I think one of the biggest things is um, when you're when you're on um, like I guess the I guess in this case the resort. Um, I think they do need to do a little bit. It's so hard because the reason there is a lot of drama is because you're tired. Um, you know, you're drinking, um, all those things make you kind of crazy. And I always call it the mental hunger games and we're just like waiting to see who loses their mind this week, you know? And, um, so, I mean, obviously I think mental health, they can still improve in that a lot. Um, but I think also, and I, somebody else was talking on this recently. I wish like other than maybe the top like three or four people, like I wish they'd be able to really like embrace the contestants more. I think some, some people they're like, Oh my God, like this producer is my best friend or blah, blah, you know, these people are my friend. And then immediately as soon as the show is over, it's like, boom, they're gone, you know? So I think they, they need to do a better job of maybe, and they do that with paradise and things like that. But I think maybe embracing um, past contestants and current contestants more uh, would be pretty cool for the show. Yeah. Cause I feel like the only way they do it is kind of, trotting you guys out there either for paradise or some random appearance yeah uh, i say they're doing those like bachelor live on stage like i thought that would be cool to maybe bring back some old the fun fact about bachelor live on fun stage fact. evan was a finalist he actually oh. applied for the columbus one um we worked really hard on his video it was <laughs> he was like a finalist and then the whole thing ended up getting canceled which oh was really damn but i went to two of those Super so fun. close we were so yeah. close. so I'll, I'll say i got second place i think it's for <laughs> three reasons one is because technically i live in cincinnati so i'm like an hour and a half out of columbus uh the second reason is the guy in front of me was a surgeon, which I feel like is a little more interesting <laughs> than, than advertising. He saves lives, which you, I mean, close as a copywriter. I yeah, mean, you're so, so close to that. Yeah. But. So I feel like you know, he, he slices up people. I slice up words. So I don't know. Um, I, I already <laughs> forget the third reason, but anyways, COVID. It was because like, of Dave Matthews band. Like oh, Evan's yeah. fun fact was that he's been to like, how many? Okay, so it was like one of my fun facts was like, okay, I've been to 24 Dave Matthews Band concerts, and I was going to go to my 25th that year in Australia. Which was canceled, obviously. And this surgeon guy's fun fact he's also a, happened to be that he's been to 99, I think. Dave Matthews Band concerts. And we were like, okay, well, you're 24 measly concerts now means yeah. literally. So nothing. honestly, like, kudos to him. A, he went to med school, and B, he's been to more Dave concerts. So, like, the dude deserved it. What are the odds of that? That's we wild. like couldn't believe it. Like we saw when they posted yeah. who actually won, and like we had gone through. We I say we because it's such a you know. Joy. <laughs> I was Evan's agent during this um, process, but so, so like a few rounds, and we'd done all these questions and the video and all this stuff, and then when they posted who got it, I literally was in like in shock that his fun fact was that i was like this is ridiculous yeah i highly recommend it though hopefully you get another shot maybe i've heard they might do it again you know but we'll see who knows uh but it's fun and and if you do if you do be the bachelor um just be like it's you have to like embrace like so i was here in denver and the bachelor crushed it he was fantastic he's like a reporter around here so he's like comfortable in crowds and stuff it was so fun like they do wild like the the fantasy suite you know is like a sheet where you can see silhouettes and so you go back there and you kind of like you know like bend over like mess around like that's super fun you just gotta be fun with it and then i was in phoenix for the opener 
and it was horrible. Like the bachelor was horrible. And he just like, didn't talk. And he was like frozen, you know? And it was like, you just got to embrace the craziness of it all. Yeah. That's, you- where, that's what the producer was telling me. She was like, I, I can't have someone who's going to be a snip up there and yeah. just need someone who, who just is out there. Like I, I love karaoke. I love performing for strangers. So I'm like, this is my shit. I've got this. Perfect. <laughs> I have no, yeah, I have no doubt that you would have been really great in school. And I actually, that made me think of something. So they, one of the questions they asked you, something about like, would you feel comfortable like kissing someone on stage? Like, didn't they ask mm-hmm. you that or did I? Yeah, yeah I no, think, they did. I think so. You and. So you asked me that I asked you that because <laughs> I just, yeah, I would love to know what that's, what people think about that. But I want to know from you, like the, when you have to be on camera and you haven't before, and you have to like kiss people and have like really intimate moments. How awkward is that when you're not used to it yet? Gosh, it, it is awkward, but I'll say kissing in front of, I think kissing in front of a crowd would be way worse than a camera, honestly. Like, cause I didn't think about that. Cause on one of my, on the Denver show, I think he kissed two or three girls. And I was like, that's gotta be crazy with all these people ooing and awing, you know? So I was like, that's weird. Especially right before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it was. It was literally like, know it, but... I think it was March maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, we can you have to watch yourself back. So that's people, the worst Isn't that part. weird? Oh. That, that is horrible. And the sound, I would say, <laughs> I feel so bad for the sound guys because they just, in their ear, they just hear, it's just like, you know, like, oh and it's just horrible. <laughs> um, but I, what's, what's kind of crazy about me, so they actually didn't show me and Becca's actual first kiss. Um, we were actually at the smashing date and we were on top of like, I knew something weird was happening because like, I got pulled away and then she got pulled away and went and talked to her producers and it was like quick. It was like super fast, you know, boom, boom. And I, we went on top of the car and we were like jumping up and down, like hitting it with rocks. And I look up and she literally leaps into my arms and like bear hugs me, you know, and kisses me. Um, but that, they didn't show that as our first kiss. Um, so luckily it wasn't like this awkward, like candle lit with the camera right there, make out, you know? So at least my first kiss wasn't awkward with her. Um, but you get used to it. You'd be surprised. The cameras, first of all, are, incredible state-of-the-art like they're super far away on those one-on-ones you can't really see them mm-hmm. um, but there are moments when I remember we were we were kissing outside of the T-Mobile arena in Vegas um, and the camera guy was like because the wind was blowing you know like her hair was like blowing in the wind and the camera guy was like doing these incredible angles like circling us as we were making out you know and it was just like it's a weird it's a weird thing it's a weird feeling man yeah I guess so, I'll have to wait to find out. Yeah, when we work, <laughs> we're going to apply. We are absolutely going to apply you yeah. for oh, the yeah. next season. Yeah. That'd be awesome. We already have all of our answers ready because from your application from before. I feel like you're my stage mom. Yes, that is basically what it is. <laughs> Chris Jenner over there, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you can make me the kind of fortune that Chris Jenner I, No guarantees. That would be great. No guarantees. <laughs> So with all of this said, would you ever consider returning to any Bachelor show or are you kind of been there, done that? Yeah, um, obviously I can ask this a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I'm never going to sit here and say never will I ever because that's just, that'd be stupid because you never know down the road. Um, but right now, I just, like last year, there was no way. They called me about Paradise and I was like, fuck off. I was like, don't you even, like, go to hell, you know? I was like, how dare you? I was like, how dare you? Um, so yeah, I couldn't do it. And there's no way I could do it last year. I was like, no, I, I didn't actually didn't even answer the call. I ignored it. And they texted me and I was like, no, don't, don't even, you know? Um, and then, um, I, you know, I haven't gotten any word or anything this year. I don't even know if they'd have me back. Um, but I I have a love hate relationship with the show. Like yeah. I think the show, you know, they can, they can really take advantage of people and, and, you know, the way they can manipulate and edit is terrifying because they have all the power. But on the other hand, like I've, I've one of the few, you know, who, have like legitimately fallen in love you know i think you know there's always maybe two a season 
um, but I have in that environment. And so I know it works. So, and I've seen people fall in love in front of me in paradise, you know, and now there's babies created from, you know, this show. It's like in a weird way it works. And I I know personally that I can fall in that environment. So like, I've always been like, you know, if I'm single, hopefully I just won't be single. Like hopefully that's the case. And there, you know, I'm never going to go on a show, but if I am, you know, you know, a year or two down the road and I feel like able to go back in that environment. um, Yeah. I'd probably consider it just be so hard to open up and be vulnerable, you know, after what I went through. Has it, uh, has it been an adjustment going from, you know, Bachelor Nation and being filmed in, in relationships and stuff to like trying to find love outside in the real world? Yeah, um, I kind of just, you know, I kind of was just dating somebody. Um, it wasn't like serious, really, really serious or anything, but she basically cut it off because she's like, I can't do the public thing. She's like, I just can't do like, she kind of saw what I go through and like some of the things that happens and, you know, and she was just like, I, like, I'm gonna stop this before it really begins. Like, I just can't do the public thing, you know, and that's hard to hear. And it's, it is frustrating at times because, you know, everybody's like, well, that's not who you are. Well, I'm like, in a weird way, it is not that like, oh, I'm Mr. Bachelor Nation, but like, it's formed me into the man I am now. And it still is a big influence in my life. So like, yeah, it comes with the territory and I have to have conversations with women that I never thought I'd have, you know, I'd be like, well, if we go out tonight, like people might take pictures of us and might be on the internet tomorrow you know like weird things like that that are just bizarre well do you feel like now in your relationships things move way quicker than they did beforehand now that you have done the falling in love in a really quick kind of bubble situation yeah actually uh i do feel like now i'm just more less like i just like i know like i think i just know if i'm if i'm like meet somebody and like this chick is awesome. I can date her and I see like a future with her. I know that way faster than probably before, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's also been a weird thing to my dating life now because I feel like some girls are like, you know, I've like, been, if I'm into you, I'm into you. And there's, you know, some girls are like, slow down, you know, like that kind of thing. And it's like, well, if I know, I know, like, why should we mess around? Yeah. So. Well, do you have a hard time? I mean, now obviously 2020 and everything's like social media based. Do you have a hard time when you're probably getting a lot of DMs, you have a lot of Instagram followers trying to kind of I don't know, pilfer through those and be like, is this somebody who wants to DM me because they actually think I'm cool and want to go on a date? Or is this someone who's DMing me because they want Instagram clout? Like, do you have a hard time figuring that out? Yeah. Um, it's terrifying. Um, it's, I, I can't, yeah, it's so hard because even, you know, on, on social media, like, yeah, they can, you can be one way on social media. I mean, everybody is one way on social media, one way in real life, but you know, even more so when they're trying, yeah, either first of all, I just assume right away, like this might be bad, but I just assume right away that they just want clout, you know, or they honestly just want like to hook up. Like that's what I assume right off the bat. Um, And then, so it's more of like, they have to show prove to me um, that, you know, maybe they are actually into my, in my personality and like my lifestyle and things like that. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's been nearly impossible. Like it's, it's really scary. And honestly, like I'm, terrified of dms now just because like you know i i have trust issues a little bit now through yeah. you know through a lot of what i've been through so well i'm glad that well, you had mine cards, yeah. <laughs> i'm glad you're at my dm and i was like hey how's it so going? I, those kinds of dms are great it's <laughs> yeah it's the other dms that are not so you have to dm for the right reasons with Blake. <laughs> hey there we go so well do, you, do you find yourself using the the bachelor terminology like stuff like the right reasons or journey like does that just slip into your daily <laughs> vernacular now yes and i hate it and all my friends I like scold me it's <laughs> like scold me or i'll say things like f1 or f2 you know like the final one the final two like things like that i'm like stop it you know you dweeb. <laughs> yeah loser Wait, now we're gonna start evan we say that stuff all I the know, time now <laughs> we haven't lived it yet so i know we just talk about it all the time i love how you keep saying yet you're totally manifesting it like you're but totally yeah. manifesting being on the show yeah we're, which i don't yeah, even know if i want it to into, do. Ex- we do I, honestly I, I think it would be funny like i think 
I would have a good time. You bring a unique vibe to the show. You would. I guess. And we always need one of those. Yeah. Need, would, yeah. There's not a lot of guys with glasses. We that's true. That's an underrepresented uh, that's true. portion of there's the... There's never anyone with glasses, ever. Look, oh we God, need more right. diversity. We need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to sit here and think of people with glasses. And I'm telling you. Exactly. There's literally... Exactly. That's insane. the guy on this season that wears glasses sometimes. Jordan does Jordan sometimes. wears glasses sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But not all the time. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. are an all-the-time glasses all the time guy, glasses, so that yeah. could really be your, your edge. That's yeah. like, when it says, like, your career, it won't it's, say copyright. It's... It'll say, like, wears glasses. <laughs> wears glasses. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I remember Connor, Connor O'Brockta from my season. The, he wore glasses for, like, a date night one night, but that was just because his contacts hurt him really bad. But then yeah. the, the America went wild. They were like, yeah. I remember them being like, oh, my God, he looks so good in glasses, wear glasses all the time, you know? So you're right. Not many That's people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this I, is perfect. My, my hypothesis is it's bad for the camera. There might be some reflection stuff going on. Oh. But, like, they're state-of-the-art. They should, they should be able to figure that out in post. That's true, because we can't wear sunglasses in paradise. So uh-huh. maybe, yeah. Mm, you reflect. can't wear sunglasses. Can't wear a hat or sunglasses. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, you're just getting burned. <laughs> your retinas are just getting burned by the sun. Yeah. Can't you like not eat on your dates too? Like- um, they so yeah, this is a question I get too. Um, no, you no eat way. before. You okay. eat before. So yeah, before the group date, like I say, you go on like a day portion, like the fun part of the day, and then in the, before the night portion, like you get to go to a hotel and you order whatever you want, multiple okay. things, you know, and then you eat. So yeah. Yeah, because I wondered if you ate the same thing that's out like presented when you're having the one-on-one and no one touches the food, which. But that's such an asinine concept to like watch it. Like, it's so weird to watch. And like you guys, you people sit down and they have like maybe a sip of their drink and they're like, you ready to go? And they're yeah. full plates of food. Yeah. I remember um, there was a point where me and Beck, I think we were in the Bahamas and there was like tilapia in front of it and it started to smell really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and like the humidity has, and has been sitting out. But then at hometowns, my mom was so confused. She created, you know, she like cooked, slaved over this amazing meal. It looked so good. And then we didn't eat. And my dad was like, what the, like, when do we get to eat? And I was like, well, I don't think you do. You know? yeah. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Mom's secret recipe goes to waste. Yeah, exactly. It was just all good. <laughs> Except I think she gave it to like some of the like cameramen and stuff while they were like doing their thing. Yeah. So somebody ate it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but are you in the, the legendary fantasy football league with, with a bunch of the bachelor guys? No, were you? No. At- no, they asked me, and that was when I was like in bed for two months from Paradise, so I wasn't in any position of you know draft fantasy football. Um, so no, I I was not in that. Okay, I wasn't sure. Are you in any fantasy football league? I am. I am in one. Um, I used to be a huge fantasy football guy, and then I kind of over the last two years, my life's kind of gotten weird, and I kind of faded away. But it's fun. I forgot how fun it is. Well, it was fun, but my quarterback Uh-oh. and also my favorite person—the love of your life, really—is Joe Burrow. And so that <laughs> it's not really going on Cincinnati's morning. We are all very sad. Oh, that's um, true, hometown hero. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's from here. He's also from Athens, Ohio, and which is where I went to school at Ohio University in Athens. Oh. like I have my Athens connection, and then he's from from I didn't Ohio. Know he went to Athens. What'd you say? I didn't know he went to Athens. He, well, he's from. Oh, he's from Athens. the town. No, yeah, to like his dad coached yeah, football yeah. at OU. So, like, when I was just in Athens, actually, and they had a bunch of like LSU, Joe yep. Burrow LSU, stuff. Yep. So I actually went to. I did an appearance in Athens at OU at. Um, really? When was it? Yeah, it was like I want to say it was November, December, and. Oh my god that school can party <laughs> holy cow i was shook i remember like i you know there's like honestly like these some of these q and a's i do are pretty crazy and there's like three or four hundred you know people there 
Um, and of course they're like, where are you going after? And I was like, I don't know where to go. And they were like, just like, go to this one. I can't remember the name of it. Do you, do you I can name the- you every single bar? Did you go to <laughs> it was J-Bar? one bar? Was it J bar? Was it poppers? Was it, These, I think I went both of those. And then I think <laughs> I went to some other bars bar hop and I was just like, and I was shook. I was like, this, like these people party. I was like, these people not a good time. Yeah. So it was, it was fun though. Oh, it was a sure. lot of fun. It is. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I yeah. yeah, I just was there. Literally, when was was I there last weekend? The weekend no, before? Me? I don't <laughs> know. I'm, I was there. I went to Hawking Hills, which is like near Athens, and it's just like a big like hiking whatever yeah, kind of outside place. So we can a safe place to travel to. That's local, but yeah. OU definitely definitely yeah. goes hard. They shout out to J Bar. I remember that J Bar was, was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that was all wild. College because that's where like there's two levels just gonna and say then, yeah, we went downstairs and i was like whoa <laughs> yeah. and everyone would dance and yeah. like that was a super fun bar and yeah. what's fun about athens is drinks are like a dollar so yes, like i couldn't believe it drink for days and literally spend like 20 dollars. Yeah. but anyway yeah joe burrow we digress, <laughs> we digress. <laughs> weekend for cincinnati we're still really uh, that yeah, i feel bad kid's gonna be a star though you guys are gonna yes, be good he's gonna yeah. come back strong we were talking about it before this he's he's gonna be fine we're, we're, we're manifesting his health too there you go yeah, that's gonna there happen um so Allison, you, you said dancing in the the bottom floor of j bar yeah so it's perfect segue you're, to- you're, a, dancer. you're <laughs> dancing. a dancing guy right i do love to dance so caitlin she won dancing night. with the spoiler alert oh. <laughs> i that was so exciting i feel oh like God. i i've watched some seasons of dancing with the stars and i feel like the only thing i cared about this season was every week checking to see if caitlin still made it through and then seeing jason's reaction yeah caitlin winning was was awesome, and you followed along. You watched it. You're Yeah, absolutely. Me and Caitlin and Jason are we're all super close. I was actually supposed to be out in LA and watching that with Jason, but then COVID, and we were like, eh, probably, I literally canceled the day before, so I was bummed. Um, but yeah, that was oh, God is so much fun to watch. And speaking of like this season, like if you've seen multiple Dance with the Star season, I feel like this season was super talented. There were a lot of really really good dancers, and I that's why going in last night, I was like. It's going to be hard for her to win. It's Who knew me from Catfish had the move? I know. I mean, it was incredible. I and I, I thought, I'll be honest, I was rooting for Caitlin Hard for all my votes, but I thought Neb was going to win. I did. I didn't think yeah. they'd let two Bachelorettes win back to back. You know, I didn't think there was any way. Is, so, that that great. Show, is that a show you'd be interested in doing? I would love to do Dancing with the Stars. Like, it's so funny because the stars part of it, the Atlanta or Bachelor Nation. It's a loose definition of star. Star, yeah. But I'll never, yeah, I'll never forget. It was the day after um, the, after the final rose, um, the day after I was in the hotel room with like a bunch of producers and they're like, hey, you have to like go through the media, you know, rounds. So they put me on the phone and there was like this big, I don't know, like there's a bunch of people on it and asked me questions. And one of them, it, it kind of finished up with like, would you be, would some dancing with this, like you danced on the season, like, would you be interested in dancing with the stars? And I thought I was kidding. I thought he was totally kidding. I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, like if I, I can't remember what exactly I said, but I totally thought he was just joshua me. And then I got off the phone and I looked at the producer. I was like, is that, is that possible? I was like, the hell with the bachelor. I want to go dancing with the <laughs> yeah. stars. I was like, yeah. Well, you guys, everyone heard it here first. Blake's going to go on the next season of dance with the stars. We're all going <laughs> to everyone go for him. Spoiler. But see, problem with that is that means I have to go on another damn bachelor show like i don't think they'd take me out of nowhere i'd have to be like you know my popularity would have to be here and my like actual you know relevance i'm old news now <laughs> um so you used to work in the beer business right i did yeah okay so yeah, we're gonna, but we're gonna name just some different beers for you yeah. and these are ones that everyone knows they're not like craft beers that only a couple people know right about. right and we want you to tell us if that beer, we're going to use it in bachelor terminology. So is this beer getting sent home the first night? 
Is it making it to mid-season? So, like, you're, you're on your trips. You're going to Thailand. You're going to, to Guam or something or like riding that. horses around the property. Whatever. <laughs> is it C, making it to Fantasy Suites? Mm. Or is it D, getting the Neil Lane Diamond? So, obviously, the best, the best beer is, is getting that. The okay. Worst All right. I'm excited. <laughs> so, we're going to start. Um, there you go. Oh, you want me to start? Yeah, okay. go ahead. Okay. First beer, Miller Lite. Oh, that is getting sent home night one. I'm not a big Miller Lite <laughs> fan. And I worked for Miller Coors. <laughs> I just don't, don't like Miller Lite. Uh, PBR. Um, PBR is making it mid-season. Mm. Mid-season. That's, a, that's yeah. an out night one for me. Okay. There really? Is no, there is no fouler beverage than the, like, the last couple sips of a PBR. It's disgusting <laughs> for us. Because by that, time, by that time, it's a little bit lukewarm. And you're just like, Ugh. even if you yeah. drink fast, it's like, how does this get warm so quick? <laughs> so Denver actually when I was working for Coors Denver was the number one city for PBR it beat out Portland even like the number one city for PBR yeah it's crazy it's really interesting yeah. I really want to go to Denver I've never been to Denver's Denver dope. and Denver's for the dope. past like Best. year I've been talking about wanting to go there but I just highly recommend friend, I just had a friend who moved to Colorado Springs so I'm going to visit him probably next year and then maybe make a trip that's there. a good, well, Rob, good time our friend too. lives in Denver oh, yeah, we also have a friend who lives in Denver okay well her. you have to give me recognitions whenever I'm allowed Deal. to travel deal okay let's see all right budweiser bud heavy or bud light this is bud let's, Ooh, let's say both let's say both let's show up uh bud heavy is mid uh mid-season but bud light might be fantasy suites might be Ooh. fantasy suites. Right. Yeah, yeah. uh corona i actually love corona fantasy do i yes. get to pick three I yes got. i love corona i love a good corona Little i'm corona. a huge oh, corona fan corona is yeah. also definitely going to paradise I feel like it's an <laughs> understatement. Evan's like whole life is Coronas. Like I, I feel like you're not Coronas. telling how much you really like. I brought <laughs> you a six guy. pack of Coronas. It's Evan's birthday. It was Evan's yes, birthday? It was yeah. yesterday. And Ooh, happy so birthday! We Thank have Coronas for after corona. this. Yeah, we're gonna pop. That's some awesome. Um, yeah, but I'm a bit. Mexican beer is so underrated. It is so underrated. I mean, you have to have it with a lime, but yeah. it's oh, it's divine. Yeah. Do you it's have great. limes? I've got a kind of an old stanky lime. So I'm not gonna trick. All right. Okay. Blue Moon. Uh, so Blue Moon. Gosh, that's probably Fantasy Suites. That's yeah. probably Fantasy Suites. So I've got three in my Fantasy Suites. Right you're kind of I'm, I'm a slut. Fantasy suite. <laughs> uh, Natty Light. Uh, that's a day oneer for me. That's a yeah, not a big Natty Light guy. That that crushes it. Ohio University. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, I saw a lot of that. <laughs> okay, this is my personal Neil Lane Diamond Award winner. Um, White Claw. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't even think why call it. Does that count? I feel like that doesn't count. I just want for her. Because <laughs> that would definitely win. I love me some seltzer. Okay. I was on that train before. It was cool to be a seltzer drink. I remember being at Coors because um, it's actually a Mike's Hard, or yeah, it's a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Um, that company, I can't think of the name of the company, but we distributed them and they brought it to us before it was on the shelves and I took a sip and I was like, whoa, I was like, this is going to be big time. Like it was probably like five years ago. Um, and sure enough, it took off. It's crazy. Well, like I'm not really a beer person. So for me, like I'm a wine or white claw person. And I'm like, it's so devastating that when I was in college, white claw wasn't really as popular because the amount of like cheap, gross liquor I would have to drink at j bar and these other athens bars because i didn't want to have beer and i'm like you know how much easier my life would have been if white claw would have been more readily available yeah but it's expensive it's a little more expensive than your dollar natty <laughs> yeah, yeah. um last and this one should be pretty familiar of course yeah so i'll do again i'll do coors like coors original okay. so coors original actually gets my 
Neil Lane ring. I love me a good old fashioned Coors original. And then Coors Light also fantasy sweets. <laughs> I like your fantasy suites really <laughs> loading up stagecoach <laughs> <laughs> to me Coors is the corona of the rockies mm. Coors Light. oh yeah a thousand percent that's exactly it what just, it is it just goes and i didn't even re- yeah because i grew up here you know so i thought Coors, everybody drank Coors, but then you kind of go other other places like when I, I went to school in nebraska bush light was like huge like that yeah. was all they drank out there is bush light so but i love me a good Coors original yeah I, I kind of want a beer now. I want a beer now. <laughs> go get yourself a Corona. <laughs> You're going right. Yeah, as soon as it's over, I'm going to go to the market, get a lime, like fresh lime. And we're going to watch. And then we're going to watch tonight. So there you go. Awesome. Um, I think that's kind of all we have. Thank you so much for for taking the yeah. time to talk yeah. to us. Really appreciate Blake, it. Blake was awesome. Thank you so much. Sorry, we literally have been talking now for like a, forever. Oh, even, we really appreciate. I didn't even talking. notice. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it all worked out. We were able to figure out some schedules and everything. And uh, go ahead and plug the podcast. <laughs> yeah please yeah. go check out find the rose podcast subscribe listen rate all that fun stuff and uh follow me at balake.h which is from the key and peel skit if you guys didn't know oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't know. okay good so for everyone listening only you only need to listen to batch please and you only need to listen to blake's podcast there's yeah. the only two yes, that you need exactly all right well blake thank awesome. you so so much and we hope to talk to you again sometime and have a great rest of your time rest of your night awesome i will appreciate it guys nice all right take care bye so thank you so much to blake for coming on yeah thank you blake that was awesome blake was so cool and uh make sure you do subscribe to his podcast behind the rose so that way you guys will listen to two podcasts (laughs) his yes definitely check it out and thank you so much blake that was awesome hope you guys enjoyed that Let's uh let's talk about the episode we just watched. Yeah, so we actually never record an episode immediately after watching. So these this are, is these really are fresh immediate takes. Immediate takes. Immediate takes. Don't even have time to form any opinions. We're just going right for it. Yeah. Um. So the first thing I want to talk about mm-hmm. is that this is the first bachelor bachelorette any any of those episodes that I've seen really tackle true in the moment social issues the closest we got i think mm-hmm. was kaylin during colton season mm-hmm. but yep. this this took something that was so prevalent during the summer yeah um, the, yep. the black lives matter and the george floyd incident and, yeah and really shined a light on it and this would not have happened i even think a year ago i don't think they would have no. had, the, had the cojones to, to show this and I'm yep. so glad they did. Yeah, I think it was really, really important. And they showed a lot of the conversation, which I think was was really great. Because I feel like a lot of the times they show little snippets. And it was nice that they showed the whole thing. So, of course, this was Tasha's one-on-one with Ivan. Yeah. Um, and Ivan really, really opened up to Tasha about his brother and his brother's time in prison. And what that experience was like. And the, the effect that it had on him and his family. And kind of... Um, talking about that with the Black Lives Matter movement and kind of all of this and what the effect and what the impact has been. And Tasha, it made both Tasha and I have been really emotional. Um, Tasha saying she's never really had this kind of open conversation with a man she was interested in dating who also was of mixed race like mm-hmm. her. So she was saying how meaningful this conversation was for her to be able to have with someone who gets it. And it was it was really nice to watch. It was really nice to kind of... Um, hear their thoughts and hear how this has been something that has impacted both of them and their family so greatly. And it was very serious for the show in a yeah. good way. I, I feel like 
a lot of times we don't see the serious conversations that might happen and mm-hmm. we just don't see them or they might not happen. Like you said, except for Kaylin when she had talked about her um, sexual, assault, sexual assault and she was on Colton's season. But it, it's kind of nice to get to hear these stories, although how awful and sad and scary as they are, they're real mm-hmm. and they're real life. And when you're looking for the person you want to spend your life with, these are things that you have to talk about and you have to figure out where you where you side and what your opinions are and how you feel and how it makes you feel. So I think it's really important that we got to see that. Yeah, there's there's so many elements of this show that aren't real life. You're skydiving in mm-hmm. Vietnam. You're going on a shopping spree in, in Thailand. Or things that are just like, like big that. jokes, like yeah, the yeah, wrestling yeah. and wrestling the stripping and, strip and all, all the weird stuff. And, yeah. stuff. and this, this whole date, not even just the conversation, but the whole date when they were in the room by themselves... Um, just like playing around, having a good time, ordering room service. I mean, yes, all the food they got was a little outlandish. The ice cream? <laughs> the, the melting ice cream, which is now just wow. like milk at this point, which I would love. I lo- You would love that. Um, I like to think, by the way, that the ice cream was like not that dramatic and that that humongous, massive goblet thing was actually like stuffed with something and then just like the top layer was ice yeah, cream. Yeah, I think most that is of the food waste. waste in this world comes from the, this franchise. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, the whole the whole date, the whole time they spent together was the most real I've ever seen this show. Yeah, well, they did and the whole. Time. Yeah, I mean, they did like let's pretend the floor is lava, and they was being goofy, they're playing game, games, the and they're playing they're playing like what bocce ball. Yeah, right? yeah, uh, I think so. Was yeah, it bocce yeah. ball? And then they were like, we got to order room service, and it was just normal stuff. And as I say every single week, and how much I hate the dates is that I wish they did more real life stuff. And to me, this is real life stuff. Yeah. Well, so Ivan's sort of ticket to this one on one date was they all had to come up with a love song. Oh, that was kind of painful. Yeah. Which was I. I I kind of like this more than the other ones. Again, because so you would enjoy the date. I would enjoy it. Yeah. Um, to make a great love song. Um, I'm very much like a Michael Bolton type when it comes to love songs. Oh, is that what you are? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, if I know anything about Evan, it's it's... that he is just exactly the same (laughs) as Michael Bolton. Um, And, man, there is no musical talent, which is like... Literally none. I have none either. Most of them were like poems at best. Yeah, not yeah. actual singing, and not even like slam poetry either. But no, yeah, like regular poems. But there's a spoken word Grammy, so I. That's I true. It. Um, no one's winning one of those though. To be some clear, some were, were particularly bad. Kenny's was awful, and he like and works he in manages the music a boy business, band. I expected more from which him. Which maybe why his songs That's aren't fair. so good. Like I they kind of sounded boy bandy. Don't this boy bands One Direction Look, they have has the best lyrics, the best songs. I love. Uh, yes, I love of course. Them. Yeah, um, don't forget. Blake was bad. He seemed to fail at both the accordion and the ukulele. Yeah, Blake was terrible. Uh, Zach has no rhythm. No, Riley Zach had no was rhythm. very spoken word. Bennett's rap was incredible. Not great. It was awful. Um, incredible is one word for it. Yep. I I appreciated Demars a lot because he was the, the only a lot. one. He was the only one that kind of like made a metaphor out of out of the relationship. So he kind of took it at yep. least to a different level. He did have fun with it too. But yeah, Ivan, he, he kind of read a poem, but he also brought Tasha up there. I think that was what did it for Tasha was when he asked her to come up and kind of made a little bit of a personal touch and no one else did that. It kind of set him apart. 
Um, and although he didn't sing at all, I think his lyrics were also really nice. And Taisha yeah. was like, okay, I want to hear more from this guy. Yeah. And obviously there's only a few people on the show who can have the conversation that they had with Taisha. I mean, I think there's only a couple people of color that are left in in this season. Um yeah, and, and that's and that's not to say other people shouldn't have that conversation because everyone they should. should yeah. But in terms of understanding how it feels on a personal level they to have them, that empathy with they each have other. that yeah in common, which which is nice to see. So all in all, Ivan got the date, uh, got the one on one date rose, and also we are big team Ivan. I think he's my number one guy now. Look, I've said it for a while. You have, even, you have. even when we were on Claire's segment of the season, I said you love Ivan. Ivan's going to be a good catch for Tasha. I yeah. just I could see it happening. Even though we barely knew any of the other guys that weren't named Dale. Um No, you were correct though. Ivan's big so actually my mom texted me during the episode that she wants to marry Ivan. So Ivan is now gonna be Evan's be my stepdad. So. He's a year older than Evan. Yeah. By the way, Evan's twenty seven now. Yesterday was his birthday. Oh thanks. So uh big happy birthday to our to our pal Evan here. Evan, what'd you get for your birthday? Um, well, you and, uh, other friend Andrea got me a New York Times cookbook, mm-hmm. which is like the Bible. It is, it is. Of, of cooking. Has, a lot of recipes recipes in there. back from like the 50s when they're making, I don't know what you make in the 50s, but. It's and very also cool. a, a denim apron, which I'm very excited to sport. Yeah, that's like very exciting. These recipes. Anyways. You I'm also got rest. a cast iron skillet also, from your yeah, other from pals, other so. Yeah, also from Courtney, who is, is previous co-hosts on this show lots of cooking themes around here i'm a big chef guy anyways anyways we digress <laughs> this is not about me this time as much <laughs> as it usually is this one is as not much as i would like for it to be more about <laughs> me. this is batch please not Evan, please okay <laughs> yikes okay so going from a super serious part of the show to kind of a corny part of the show is this this group date, which was like part scavenger hunt, part oh, yeah. like hear or do your weirdest orgasm sound. I thought like most of that was fun. Like I, I thought, thought it was, it was, fun. Fun. I thought it was fun. fun. That part was weird, but that part was unnecessary. Yeah, but, like the the trying the gross smoothies. I think was interesting. yeah. So they they first go to this. Well, not first. They all did in different order. But there was like a table. Well, first of all, there were some friends that came in. Becca, who was the Bachelorette a couple yes. seasons ago, um, and then Sydney, who is a close friend of Tasha's, they mm-hmm. both came on to kind of, I guess, help do nothing for this date. Yeah, really, they were kind they of. They didn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, but so it was kind of like a like it's like a scavenger hunt, truth or dare, not really, just kind of dares, I guess. So they went and had to try a really gross smoothie, mm-hmm. and it had a list of all the ingredients. And we were having a debate on this, but we're not really sure. All those gross ingredients, there's no way they put those in a smoothie. Like, that had to be a placebo thing, right? I can right? totally see it being a placebo effect. And like e- They did not put bull testicles in a smoothie with, like, fruits. So even if they did, though, I think the taste of the fruit, now that I'm, you know, kind of shit. <laughs> I think True, all fair. of I think all of those things blended together would kind of mask the taste of the quote That's unquote fair. like gross things. Like I've had ox testicles before, and it's, why it's when uh, I was in I was in Africa and they were on okay. the menu, so I tried to flex casual flex. You know when how, I was in Africa, you know how it goes. Um, yeah, of course. All you people have been in Africa. You yeah, guys of know course. Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, same thing when I went to Africa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how'd you like them? 
Yeah, I thought they were fine. So yeah. actually, the the flavor wasn't bad. It's just the texture was weird. So if they're all blended up with like if you didn't know what it was, kind of you stuff, probably wouldn't react. Like if someone handed that to you and said it was something different and you ate it, you probably wouldn't care at all. It's knowing what right, it is. Right. So I think they're just kind of freaking out about that. So then they had to go get their butts um, autographed by Chris Harrison while he Which, casually drank champagne and ate. Uh, crab legs by the pool. Chris Harrison was boozing this whole episode. That was hilarious. But some of the guys got it on their, like, thigh. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna... It's very much not look, their butt. You've gotta get an ass tat from Chris Harrison. <laughs> of Chris Harrison's um, signature, signature, which yeah. is hilarious. What else was on this? Uh, they did... Well, they did the orgasm sounds oh, yeah, across that was the painful. entire La Quinta resort. That was super cringy. And then they had to eat habanero peppers. And then propose. And then propose. And some of the guys were like sweating in tears and like Blake literally looked like he was going to pass out. He's like eyes rolling back. And then yeah. you have freaking Bennett who looked so okay. unfazed you would never even know that he yeah. had one. Um, habaneros, look, those are those are no joke. I don't mess especially, around with especially food a, that hot. a whole habanero. Like I, I, I will you know, kind of cut it up and sprinkle it into some, you know, some nope. ceviche or something like that, or, oh, or a rice bowl. Ceviche, nice. But like, be careful, especially with the seeds in there. Good golly. Yeah, good golly. Um, yeah, but it was kind of fun. It was kind of a fun date. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't degrading, so that was kind of a nice uh, change. And yeah. it was kind of fun. Like, I think they had fun. They were good sports, and um, and yeah. So that was the group date. And then Bennett, I felt like really shined from it. I thought yeah. Bennett was going to get the group date rose for sure. Yeah. And it actually ended up going to Zach. Yeah. So after the, the hot tub. yeah, after the group date, they had some little hot tub time with everybody and, um, and her and Bennett had a little bit of a makeout sesh, which I think was the first time for yeah. them. And she they were actually, a legal contract with Riley. <laughs> she signed a, a relationship contract with Riley and then her and Blake were kind of connecting and then her and Zach were making out in the hot tub. And from from viewer from us as the viewers, it looked like she was actually uncomfortable when she was hanging out with Zach. Yeah, like that, it looked that, like she wasn't into it. That edit didn't really do the scene any justice. I no, would say. at all. And then she gave him the group date rose, so it obviously was fine. Yeah, worked out. I, I, Zach is kind of nondescript to me. Like mm -hmm. he doesn't really do anything one way or the other. There's no. I think that it's gonna we're gonna get a lot more of Zach in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, he seems like a nice guy, though. Yeah, so he does. He, seem, he seems nice. He seems genuine. Um, so, a couple of things after that date. I, maybe. I don't really know if the timeline is right on this. But both Ben and Ed planned oh my to God. late night trips. See, that to... editing was incredible. Yeah. They both planned to go to see Tasha. Ed, I'm not really sure why. And Ben, because... <laughs> He didn't get her get to see her the night before, and she was kind of disappointed, and she had told him that, so he wanted to redeem himself. So you see Ben show up. So you see them both, like, showing up to a door, basically, and Ben shows up, and Ed knocks on the door, but it is really uh, Chris Harrison's room, and he's like, hey, I'm looking for Tasha." Chris Harrison's like, well, it's 2.30 in the morning, and this is my room, but come on in. Yeah. So Chris Harrison and Ed are just, like, chilling. They're both, like pretty trashed i'd say off their wines you could definitely tell especially in the bloopers towards the end chris harrison was he's toasting feeling it yeah so ed is hanging out there and then i can relate yeah yeah says evan as he sips his merlot or whatever it is that you're drinking and is it merlot it's merlot mm. and so then ben is talking to Tasha, and he's like look i'm really sorry i should have pulled you aside i had this plan and it clearly didn't work 
and I want you to know, like, I'm here for you. And, you know, she kind of talked to me about that for a little bit, about why she was so upset. And then she said, you know, I forgive you. Like, it was clear that you really mean that, whatever, whatever. So then you hear a knock on the door and you're like, oh man, this is it. Ed found the room. Like, this is it. And it's like a waiter that has room service champagne and desserts. Mm -hmm. So then they, you know, drank champagne or whatever, had a cute little cute little night and ed never found Tasha's room and he went home yeah and ben definitely bounced back from his uh mm-hmm. his poor strategy last week and we we kind of you know pegged ben as someone who's gonna go far on this and we both we both are big ben guys yeah i think right now i'm saying the finals are ben are you giving me final final how many three okay fantasy suite yeah ben ivan and zach Really? Is that going yes. that far? I think yes. I'm definitely Team Ben. I'm definitely Team Ivan. I don't know who else is going to make it that far. I think Zach. I really think that based on, unfortunately, the previews, and I feel like he didn't. they didn't barely show him at the beginning, and now they're starting to show him more and more, and I feel like with the patterns of the show, they always kind of do that with somebody that ends up making it far, is yeah. they don't show them at first, and they kind of gradually well, do. Really, none of these guys were shown at first. True, fair. Per se. Um, one person who I hope does not make it there is Noah. Oh, yeah. I, and last week I was defending Noah because I did think that the reason the guys were so like hard on him was annoying and not super warranted. But then he spends his time at the cocktail party with Tasha telling her, oh, by the way, the guys are so mean to me and they think you gave me a roast because you're not genuine and they all think that your integrity is isn't isn't good and blah 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 and she was furious which, which again, you like, can't we don't, do that well, a you can't do that b we haven't seen and it, this could be you know editing of course and we talked about that with blake a little bit but like i don't know if he ever said those things about um t- or like none of the guys around him said those things about Tasha. They said to, like they said things about him, but they never brought Tasha's name into it like that. No, and yeah, I, we didn't see any of that. We saw them kind of giving Noah a hard time, but never anyone really questioning Tasha's motives or anything like right, that. Right. Yeah. So I, I think obviously that's kind of a dirtbag move on his part. For sure. And I I didn't like him when he came in, and obviously this just continues to rub me the wrong yep. way. And he's definitely setting himself up to be the villain again. We talk about it though. Edit. I don't know. It, now I feel bad talking bad about someone because of the I know, I know, like, I know. Now I'm on a total guilt trip of just doing this podcast. I know, I know. We, now should it's we just, should we just stop. Forever? Yeah, we're done. Just See ya. We're gonna keep bringing the tent. Yeah, it is hard though because after talking with someone who did get really bad editing and is a really nice guy, it does definitely make you wonder. But at least from what we can physically see as a viewer. That's all we can go off of at this moment. I, I and, would say, I like, know. it's easier to tell when someone is, and part of my French, is an ass. Mm-hmm. And, like, that that doesn't take that long for some people. Yeah, I would and agree. I don't know if I would say that he is that just yet, but there are... There I think are it's more glimmers. of an immaturity thing. Uh, you're right. I, I don't necessarily... I don't, I don't want to call him that, but I, I, I'm just saying, like... As an example, you can, right. you can do that. But I do agree that there's immaturity there. Yeah, from at least from what I'm seeing so far, it doesn't, to me, seem like he's like a dick or not a great person. It just seems like maybe he's a little immature. And he is the youngest, I believe, one 25. there. Yeah. 
So, I don't know. We'll see. But we'll see what happens, Noah. See what happens. So we actually get a roast ceremony. Well, Taisha comes in and roasts everyone first. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. when he tells Taisha, "Hey, by the way, they're mean to me," she comes out, and she first of all makes them all go into a separate room, which I thought was so weird when she Strange. made them all leave the room they were all already in, and she was pissed. She went off on them and was like, "We're done with the cocktail party." You guys do not like this. I'm a big girl. I make these decisions. If anyone's questioning me, feel free to leave. Like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You don't need to be here. And then the guys are like, I wonder who told that to her. And Noah's like, oh, it was me. And so everyone's mad at Noah. Yeah. And and they kind of alluded to what I was saying is that no one said these things about her. That we saw. They said it about him. Correct. And say it about her. I, I don't even think, why why in their right mind would they say things about her? Like, they're just digging their own graves. Absolutely. So, Noah, not a fan. Nah. Um, So, we did have a roast ceremony, and tonight we lost... We were getting nervous, because there was, like, six minutes left in the episode with no roast ceremony, and we were were craving a roast ceremony. I I wasn't getting nervous. I was. You were getting nervous, but I was pretty confident. I was getting nervous. I think it was the the wine. Gotta weed some of these guys out. Yeah, yeah. So, who do we lose tonight? So, we lost Jordan. Mm Mm-hmm. We lost Chasen. The Wolverine. I was surprised. I thought Jason would have gone farther. I'm kind of glad he didn't. Yeah, but I mean... I do think he'll have a future in Paradise. Oh, for sure. Jason's definitely going to Paradise. Um, we lost Joe, and we love Joe. Joe, again... Joe, honestly, is probably the biggest catch in this whole Joe's thing great. besides Ivan, I would Joe's say. Joe's great, yeah. We like Joe a lot. And uh, we lost Kenny. Yeah, that no surprise there. There was, like, no connection between no, he, Kenny and No, I just don't think he was right for this... For this show no i totally agree didn't seem to didn't seem to do it um because we are we're giving you these fresh takes right off the bat um i don't know if we have formulated our, our two roses yet that we like to give away that we love to give away. i have not i'm sure you have thought of one in your I've head i've got at least one so okay go ahead i the one rose that i'm going to give out this evening is the oh here's my number rose goes to ed so this hasn't happened to me, but this is a a trope, I guess, in the dating world. Is when you ask someone their number, uh, okay, and they okay, give you and they this. give you their number, but it's not really their number. They mm. just want you to not deal with you ever mm. again. This kind of happened to Ed when clearly the producers put him in the wrong direction mm. as to where Tasha's house was. So he goes in this goose chase of trying to find uh, Tasha, and he just ends up, you know, hanging with Chris Harrison. Honestly. That's the next best thing. So he should hold his head up high. Yeah. He still got a rose at the end. Which was shocking to me that he still got a rose. He will definitely go home next week. I feel confident. But um, there was a thing I, I want to say. I We must have been in like middle school when this was a thing. It was called the rejection hotline. Maybe it was high school, like early high school. And it was like you gave it to if a guy asked for your phone. If a guy asked you for your phone number and you didn't want to give it to him, but you didn't want to be like. Just say no, you gave him this number, and then if you tried to call it, it was the rejection hotline. Oh, man. I never did that, but I know people that did it. Yeah, you don't have that in you to... No, to I would have felt guilty that. for the rest of my life you if I had on, like, that. three dates with them just because you're like, oh my god, I just need to, like, at least make sure they... I definitely went on a date before that I did not want to go on because I would have felt too guilty saying no. Yeah, yeah. Because I would have felt bad. I mean, you kind of started this podcast because you felt guilty yeah exactly i did not want to be have to hang out with you still hanging in there yeah i know man crazy it happens to the best of us crazy um moving forward i think i think definitely ivan and ben have the most momentum and zach i think think those are the three i think those are i think those are the three 
I think those yeah. are the three. If you disagree, please let us know. It's interesting, too. We haven't seen it really anything from Spencer this week or last week. Yeah. Because he was such a focal point when he came in. And he's getting roses, so I don't know if maybe he's getting some time with Tasha that we're just not seeing. I do think there were some previews um, earlier, I guess last week, two weeks ago, that suggests that Spencer is a player in this. I, I think I'm going to put him in my, my third position. Over Zach? Yeah. I would put Spencer as my fourth, I'm I think. I'm so not interested in Zach. Yeah, I don't think he's going to like win, but I think he could be in the tops. I don't know. She seems to be really getting in, really liking him lately. Yeah. I am curious based on what Blake said though as to how yeah. this, how this is all going to play out. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts and let us know what you think of our interview with Blake. We're really excited for y'all to listen to that. So thank you guys so much for listening. Well, where, can, where can they listen? Or where can well, they Evan, out? I was just actually about to say that, but and thank like you so much. I, I was going to tell everyone, say. since Evan, for the life of him, doesn't know this. Hold on. Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, BatsPleasePod. Email, BatsPleasePod at no, you don't. BatchPleasePod at gmail.com. If you want to reach out on our social medias, Twitter and Instagram at BatchPleasePod. Let us know your thoughts, and we will see you all next week. Thanks again to Blake also for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, and let's listen to his podcast. Yes, thank you so much, Blake. And everyone have a happy Thanksgiving, and be safe and be healthy. Well, that was weird. <laughs>